0: This is Vine and Fig Tree, podcast number two, entitled, Increase Our Faith. We know that at one point the disciples asked the Lord Jesus himself, increase our faith. And so we want to take a look at faith and what it means, how important is it, and how do we increase our faith? So in Ephesians, let's start there. Ephesians 2 Verses eight through nine, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Immediately we see that we didn't earn it. We aren't meritorious of it, but God gives who he will the gift of faith. And then in Romans 10:12 through 17, for there's no dis- distinction between Jew and Greek for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it's written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things, but they have not all obeyed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then the outcome is, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we have to learn to hear what God has to say to us. And as we learn to hear what God is saying, Faith comes. Faith comes by our hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And you know, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. It is our responsibility to learn to follow the voice of the Lord. And we see how to do that throughout the Old and New Testament. In Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Let's lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's look to Jesus. And remember the example, the most poignant and um, exciting example of looking to Jesus was Peter getting out of the boat and trying to walk on the water. He did walk for a while, but then what happened? He turned his eyes and looked at the storm and the wind and the waves and he sank. But who rescued him even when he started to sink? Of course, the faithful Lord Jesus. And he wanted faith to be developed in each one of his disciples, and that includes us. Then we take a look at how important it is in Hebrews 11, verse six. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please him, that is God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, that he exists, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And we know that faith is how, um, faith is how we are developed into maturity through having faith in God, no matter what the trials, so that we can come by faith to that point that Peter talks about. I it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect work that we may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. And then, We do have to do works by our faith. Now, works don't bring us to faith. Works don't bring us to salvation. Faith brings us to salvation. That's the gift of God, remember. But in James 2, it says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but he doesn't have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed, be filled but you don't give them the things that are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, well, you do well. Even the demons believe and are trembling. But do you want to know, foolish man, that faith without works is dead? We are encouraged to listen to the voice of God to find out what the works are that we're to do. And by the Holy Spirit, he is faithful to show us. He is faithful to show us because his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Not only the written word, but the spoken word, the Lord Jesus. In Habakkuk, we hear this promise. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. In other words, if we have faith in God, we can live by it. We can remain alive because we listen to his voice in times of danger and he directs us through every trial. In Romans 1.17, it's reiterated, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it's written, the just shall live by faith. And then in Hebrews ten thirty eight and 39, Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. That is, our souls are saved because we believe in God. And he is faithful to administer that great salvation through the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. And in Galatians 2.20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And remember, no greater love has a man than to lay down his life for his friends. And, And he calls us his friends now as we are born again. So then we come to that part How is faith increased? And there are two specific ways described in scripture on how to increase our faith. The first one, um, it really seems to be uh, nothing that the flesh would anticipate. Nothing in mankind uh, would show this method of increasing faith, but God does. So in Luke 17:1 through 10, Then he said to the disciples, It's impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck, and he were thrown into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostles at this point said, Lord, increase our faith. So... They were understanding, and and if you remember, Peter had to be admonished. No, no, Peter, 70 times 7, you don't get it yet. You have to understand that this is an attitude of forgiveness that you're supposed to carry with you every moment of every day. So they were a little bit disturbed about the requirements that clashed with their flesh. And so they said increase our faith so the Lord said if you have faith as a mustard seed you shall say to this mulberry tree be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you now I haven't gotten that kind of faith and I don't know whether you have but we want to get to a point where we can do whatever God calls us to do and which of you having a servant plowing or tending sheep will come to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat. But will he not rather say to him, Prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk, and afterwards you will eat and drink? Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, quote, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do, end quote. Increased faith, then, comes because we walk humbly with our God. We are to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. And Jesus just said, if you want to increase your faith, start with an attitude of heart of humility. And then in... Jude 1:17 through 21, we find another way to increase our faith, to be built up by a particular method. And it's for those who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he says, but you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts, These are sensual persons who cause divisions, but not having the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So what does it mean to be building ourselves up on our most holy faith? It simply means that we are praying in the Holy Spirit. And praying in the Holy Spirit is not simply praying with our understanding but it's also praying with our heavenly prayer language which we receive when we are baptized in the holy spirit now the baptism in the holy spirit is real it's described by um, jesus himself and the baptism in the holy spirit is not for the early church it's it's for anyone who will believe and receive it from god And in 1 Corinthians, Paul explains it this way, Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. And he's talking about how meetings were conducted in the assemblies. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What's the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding." So we see two methods of prayer, two formulas for prayer, if you will. One is praying with the understanding, that is the language that we learned growing up and that we understand, and the second is we will sing and pray with the language of the Holy Spirit. Now that is not learning Spanish or Italian or any other language. It is a language gifted by God in the same way as salvation. And it's a language that is perfect. It's a prayer language that never speaks. It never is in error as to what it wants because in the Holy Spirit we pray perfectly the prayer of the will of the Father and there are no errors or deception in it at all and it is a mighty and powerful way to pray. All right so what is the outcome of increasing our faith? And we find that in 2nd Thessalonians 1 11 through 12. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. The outcome then for all of our increased faith is to be in the process and doing the things that will glorify God in Jesus Christ. Amen for today. Next time we'll be speaking about the atmosphere of family love. Till then, God bless you and enjoy your life in Christ.